Oh, hi. <laughs> Welcome to Free Range American. I was just talking trash about our producer on purpose. Guys, if we could turn that camera and just see how shady he looks right now. It's just yeah, not dude, trustworthy. Like he's trying to sell us. Like he looks like he works at one of those really discount used car lots. You know, the one oh. the one that's only a little corner. Yeah. They've only ever got about eight cars. <laughs> that is the dude when you hit and, me, and they, they advertise on the windshield like has AC. <laughs> and that's like so that's the option, the yes. only option. Oh wow, I'm buying a car with AC yeah. in the year 2020. <laughs> Drive off the lot and it breaks. So Sorry, bro. Rolls up with his collar like unbuttoned at the top and a shitty tie, just playing the cool guy. <laughs> you uh, looking for something with AC? <laughs> Got you a good APR, thirty percent. I'm looking for why I'm at this lot right now. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Today we are doing uh, a special series. I like to call Ooh. "Who's Who in the Zoo." <laughs> yeah, that's Did my you? that's my new thing. I'm 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 actually making mini documentaries about everybody. Oh, just like pulling everyone yeah. together. It's like, who was this guy? Yeah, why? It? How did you come about this? Yes, it's been a familiar face for the last seven years, but why, how, and who? That's what we need to define. That's what we're here to define. Because we've went, dude, yeah. If you don't know where people come from in this environment, you're like, oh, they're just always been, how did they yeah. meet? What, what? What, where did where did all these dots connect? So we have Mr. Eli Cuevas here. Mr. Mr. Eli, Mr. To Eli. everybody, um, you know, hashtag Eli guns out, you know, just throw that on his Instagram <laughs> underscore guns out. <laughs> no, we actually, you and I go back the longest and uh, I hope you are helping. Not, I'm not saying out of everyone, Dave, I just meant uh, out of him and everybody else. We started the connection and I hope you're tracking down those videos because I do want to cut some of that stuff into this so they can see. I remember it was 2010. Dave was living with me in Florida and a buddy of mine named Aaron, who was a TACP station at the 22nd STS, yeah. hits me up on Facebook and goes, dude, I met these guys out here and they do the video nonsense like you do. Which, again, Aaron was never anybody that I had expected to be involved in acting or something like that. So he sends me the link of the lightsaber video. Oh, okay. Um, it's a video. Hopefully we get to roll it. Uh, but to explain it, it was like, uh, uh, who was your friend ba back then that was a, a really good actor? Because he opens it up. Stores. Stores, yeah. And he's, he's like, it's, it's like boot camp for Jedis. And... Is it you or Aaron that is that is fucking with the lightsaber with a fly? Aaron was the one like fucking swinging that thing everywhere. The the concept came from um uh Full Metal Jacket where you have like yeah. Drill Sergeant just yelling and beating the shit out of everyone, and then he has that target dude he he hates with a passion, and yeah. that was of course me, even though I was like the square just listening, and then uh, then the rest plays out. So yeah, I I watched this video and then. Aaron tells me everybody that's involved and you, you and Gallagher as the main people Gallagher now works for us as well. Yep. Full time. And I hit you up. I think the first thing that we talked about was metal gear solid. Mm -hmm. 
Once once you sent me over your phone number, you sent me a picture of you in that that weird armor that you had. The snake outfit, probably. Yeah. Yep. Well, you were like, check this out. We we're like, ah, <laughs> 2010, <laughs> Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, shortly after that, you guys made the sticky grenade video. Yep. That like came out three weeks later. And it was like, oh man, these guys are doing VFX like Freddie. We had talked about Freddie a lot. And then, man, you guys just went with it. You had that channel, The Video Gamer Addict. So God, tell us, so old. tell us from there. Man, like starting back in the, that was old school YouTube. So that was 2009, 2010. We were all trying to get it. You were doing your visual effects. I remember you sending me videos back in there. It's like, Hey, how do I make this blood splatter better? I was like, Oh, try this <laughs> track here. Do that. It's like, like that. I'm like, perfect. We done. Done, Dave and I did Harry Potter gun that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, we had no scripting ability at the time. It was just. You know, the end of 2008, beginning of 2009, Freddie Wong Corridor were cruising at, like, you know, their velocity going straight up into the air. Dubstep Guns came out. Yep. All of us bought the Claypex album. <laughs> <laughs> Super quick. Dude, that was, that, that was, as you said, it was like Freddie was number four, I think, in all of YouTube. Those guys, we, we all looked up to at that point. We were just... Uh, we would take notes on that. I remember starting myself and I was like, man, I want to start doing stuff Andrew like Kramer, this. Andrew Kramer, man. Dude, Kramer, <laughs> everything. An old website called videocopilot.com. Andrew Kramer was like the, the pioneer of the tutorial videos on how to do VFX at home. And Andrew would work with Freddie, remember? Because he used to be like, oh, you want to know how Freddie did this? Because um, you guys essentially did your video, the first one, right after Jedi Assholes came out. Mm -hmm. So like... The lightsaber effect was Andrew Kramer did his how-to on it. Jedi assholes came out. And there was, what, remember that one video? Who did the that like really badass lightsaber fight that was like hailed as the best lightsaber video in 2009? You remember it? Yeah, that was old school YouTube. That was like, because they were, I think they were underground. It was like that. Yeah, they had a dope setting. It was very blue and like it was the most real looking shit like any of us have ever seen. And no one did anything up to that point like that. That was like one of the first things. I think that came out before uh, Jedi Asshole. And that was like everyone yeah, was like, Yeah, that came out first. Jedi Assholes hit. Then all the tutorials came out for the lightsabers. And everybody in this video making world was like, okay, time to do our lightsaber yeah. video. And like <laughs> figure out how to do it. Um, no, that was, you know, you know what that just reminded me of? This was back before anybody had picked up a DSLR to shoot video. So in order to get a cinematic look in the depth of field, remember we, we had to buy that adapter? What was that thing called that you could use? You can put on like your Canon video camera and then use a us. Oh, I didn't a even lens. use one of those. God, I forget what that thing was called. You remember what that was called? Dude, that was back in the day. This is when, like, I think we had the T3. I bought the T3i was my first DSLR because I did my first videos on a Kodak sports camera. Terrible audio, terrible everything. And it came with, like, Kodak uh, editing software. And then I remembered, okay, I need to learn Premiere. Started learning tutorials on Premiere, learning how to edit, figuring that whole process out. And then uh, one of my biggest steps was, um, who's the guys that do the... Um, they would do the 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 contest to win. They would do those short contests. Plus, they would also do like Andrew did, where it was tutorials, uh, uh, film riot, film yeah, riot, film riot. 
Film Riot, they would do those contests where it's like, hey, do an action short. Hey, do a um, a lightsaber short. So, And then they give those time constraints of like 30 seconds or a minute. So that's what we started doing in order. And we won three of them, oh, I that's think. badass. Yeah, we'd always enter. Our shit would get put on there and then that would drive a little traffic. I mean, this is back in the day where I had like 2,000 followers and it was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember when you guys worked for weeks on the... Um, uh, the video game, the Call of Duty one, the uh, Knifer, Knifer. Yep. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that came out, and yeah, it it hit like four thousand views. And, oh man, you <laughs> fucking hit four thousand views! Like, I mean, I went back and looked at our old Facebook stuff. Like, Dave and I were celebrating like four comments. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, popping a bottle, uh, taking shots. Views, man, that's a hundred people. Like we couldn't believe it. Um, and I, I was following. I, I was on Final Cut, so I was following Zach King, Final yep. Cut King. Like this was there was only a few pioneers back then. Like YouTube wasn't the space at all what it is now. Like there was a few big channels, and that was it. Freddie was. Was was like humming in first place, yeah, you know, was like the king, the uh, Epic Mealtime guys, you know, and then Epic Mealtime did a crossover with Freddie, and everyone's like, oh, "Oh my god, they know each other, minds are blown." <laughs> so, so yeah, you you guys continued on up there. You and Gallagher were yep. like the mini team. Then you meet up with my high school friend, junior high friend Casey Schmidt, who runs Northwest Grip, one of the biggest and best grip companies up in yeah super talented in too. seattle yeah very you know talented dp talented gaffer the dude knows everything there is to know about lighting and electric like and then the crossover like now now we have this little circle the washington crew uh i remember you introducing me to jonathan chia yep chia and like day. and and you're like dude chia shoots on a red he has a red it's epic he has a red and we're like there's no way who, who can shoot on a red. How do you know how to shoot on a red? This man is making movies. <laughs> so, Mind blowing so, yeah. experience. Were you still in the military then? No, I was out. Uh, two thousand. The end of two thousand eight was when I got out. I did that personal training thing. Oh yeah, that's right. And then uh, I did my first video game review. You were boxing. Yeah, boxing, racing at that time, cars, and then uh, I did my first video game review. Uh, for Final Fantasy XI, because that game like pissed me off enough where I was like super stoked for uh, or fourteen. Yeah, huge into Game Grumps back then, dude. Oh, <laughs> game Grumps, everything, and then video games in general. And I was just like so pissed that this game sucked. I was like, I'm doing a video game review. Knocked it out in like two days, and then uploaded it. And that was the first video. It had like twenty thousand views in like uh, two days, and people were like, "Do more, do more." And I was like, "Okay, well, I, I okay. got." Do more videos now. I, okay, well, I'm going to learn this process. And then it was the process from there where it was like dialing in what I wanted to do. Started mixing VFX and little comedy uh, actions in my video game reviews. And then I was like, I don't want to do video game reviews anymore. I just want to do like skits. The videos. Yeah, yeah I want to do videos and get that as big as possible and continue to learn in that so process. So 2012, I moved to El Paso. That's about the time you first go to PAX West. Mm-hmm. And that's where this all really starts snowballing. Real what quick. happens there? Because what's funny about this is Eli is a lot. We're like the two similar ones of the group where we <laughs> envelop someone that we want and then we bully them until they're our friends. 
You're gonna be friends with. You're gonna be friends with us. You're gonna be friends with us. Gonna hang out. I mean, uh, we we always approach everybody with. We have a lot to offer. You're gonna want. You're gonna want to know us. (laughs) And we haven't let that down yet. Not yet, (laughs) dude. That's the one thing. It's like our superpowers are definitely networking and building it really quickly. It's like oh, they hang out with us. Even it's like a chance meeting. It's like. Oh, I need to. You got my phone number, right? You got yeah. my phone number, right? Like, like now, now the tables have turned, and they're there. It's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah we're dude. Doing this, we'll hang doing out this. whenever. And then that packs. I remember that was when we just had a ride in uh, my kiddo. He was young, and then uh, I had enough money to go to PAX just for me, and then everything else was. Like, Explain what PAX is. PAX West is one of the biggest uh, video game conventions What's there was. For? At Penny Arcade Expo. Okay. So um, at that time, like PAX was two or three years in, but it was ginormous at that time. And that was before cons were really a big thing, but PAX was like the leading con for video games and all that stuff. So I was like, I got to go and just meet people. And this is where Gallagher is going to get super pissed because I was like, Gallagher, it's a great opportunity and you to know, network. Yeah, you know Gallagher. Meh, doesn't sound like it. Yeah. And Ga- <laughs> literally he was like, I don't think it's worth the time. I, I just don't think it's worth the time. Blah, 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 blah. So fast forward, I'm going down an escalator and I see Freddie and them going up an escalator. And I was like, oh my God, Freddie, I love your fucking contact. You rock. And he was like, oh yeah, we're going to play this. Uh, we're doing a tournament. Come watch. It's like, I got back up. <laughs> Literally. Right, uh, up there. <laughs> yeah. Turned around, got on the escalator. Freddie Wong told me to. <laughs> hey guys, we're Freddie Wong. Yeah. Doesn't know my name yet, but. <laughs> Told me to come. I don't need a badge. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Went right up there. Uh, met with Clint. Just ask him. Freddie. 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 He knows me. <laughs> Freddie. I was the guy on that. And then uh, Clint and all them were hanging out. Brandon, Clint, Freddie. Clint and- at that time. Clint Ponisher. Oh, Ponisher. Uh, you know, he he made a name for himself about a year prior as an 18 year old kid in Georgia, right? Yep. Georgia made cardboard warfare one, which rocked everybody. It was one of the most creative things I've ever seen with mixed in with great visual effects, as well as camera work and stuff like that from a kid in Georgia that didn't have equipment. They built an entire M one Abrams tank out of cardboard and Freddie picked him off after cardboard warfare too. Right. And so, Essentially offered Clint a job. Mm-hmm. Clint dropped his scholarship to college and moved to Los Angeles to make videos with Freddie. So, so this is another another puzzle piece to this whole this whole realm. That fell in, yeah. Clint moved out there. Uh, they talked for a little bit. Clint moved out as eighteen, and for his age, Clint was just crushing what he was doing. He's a phenomenal director, but he was like, "I want to do Cardboard Warfare," and then you had Cardboard Warfare one point five, Cardboard Warfare two, and you just watched him up his game and like production value Two was just phenomenal like it's long as shit for the time oh, like yeah. that it came out like people weren't used to that length of a youtube video but it was a world war ii saving private ryan level of quality cardboard warfare <laughs> yeah literally everything is like oh this is top tier quality everything's cardboard and you're like whatever homeboy made it work i mean still to this day i always remember the first time i saw the 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 artillery, the German artillery. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, so you you go up, you you see Clinton there, you see Freddie, you're recognizing all these guys, and now what? And then they're playing uh oh, whatever game they were playing, and I was just bullshitting with them. We were laughing, had a good time, and they're like, oh, we're bouncing. I was like, okay, you guys have a good one. 
I go hang out at PAX for about two more hours. I walk downstairs to get a taxi and, uh, or no, I walk downstairs to go get food outside and I walk outside and they're right there waiting for a taxi. I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's up again, guys? They're like, yo, what's up? They're like, yeah, we're going to go home and change. It's like, okay, have a good one. I'm going to go find a drink. They left. I went to, uh, what's the arcade? The three story. Um, Oh, Gameworks. 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 So I went to Gameworks, was uh, meeting some people out there. We just had fun. Again, I was solo, so I was just like meeting people. Yeah, talking, having a good time. And then Freddie and them show up at Gameworks. And I'm like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? And they're like, oh, what the fuck? Hey, man, again, that's weird. I was like, Freddie, can I get a selfie with you? Like, by the way, can I just, by the way. Can I get a quick selfie? Send that to Gallagher immediately. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I told you, you should have came today. And he was like, you piece of shit. He's there. I was like, yeah. He's like, I, I regret my decisions right now. So uh, we hang out. I was like, hey, you want a drink? And they're like, no, nah, we're leaving for a VIP party. And I was like, okay, well, fucking uh, have fun, guys. Enjoy it. So I'm hanging out for an hour more. I go to the bar to grab a drink. Girl walks up to me. And uh, she was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, what's up? Uh, and she was like, hey, uh, do you want to go to a VIP party with me? I was like, fuck yeah, where are we going? She's like, Konami VIP party. I was like, yeah, well, 100% yep. going to a Konami be up here. She's like, okay, let's leave. Leave, head to uh, Rock. What is it? The Rock. Is it? I didn't go out much in Seattle, so I don't know the landscape. It's the, what's the restaurants? The Hard Rock Cafe. So Hard Rock Cafe, they were having the VIP party up up on the top floor outside. Walk up with her. We go upstairs and uh, I go to get my free drinks. And then I turn around and I see Lent, Freddie and all them. And they're like, the fuck? And I was like, what the shit are you guys doing here? They're like, more importantly, how did you get into this? I was like, that girl right there, we talked and uh, she, invited she invited me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and Clint, I remember Clint's reaction. You talk to girls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to know how to talk to girls. What would you do? What'd you say? I was like, what? I was like, come here. Come here. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on Wealth come of on. knowledge. Let's go. <laughs> we all hung out, got drunk, had a good time, and then bounced. And then uh, after that, it led into the next year when they were coming back to PAX. We stayed in contact uh, via like DMs on Twitter. And that next year, uh, uh clinton and, this is 13 now yeah this is 2013 jimmy clint freddie they all dm me like hey we're going back to pax do you want to hang out with us the entire weekend yeah yes freddie wong yes yes i do freddie yes, wong freddie w. <laughs> yes yes freddie w 100 <laughs> percent. so we all meet up at a bar and then oh by the way i'm getting all these texts as well <laughs> oh yes <laughs> i remember you sent me going into packs the first time and then gonna go see what's down here <laughs> and then the freddy photo. oh yeah i did send you the freddy <laughs> photo like, you, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah you were so you're like what the fuck you gotta meet freddy i was like yes yes and then that next i was like yo they i think i even texted you I was you like, asked me to go up there for that but I was active duty at the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're going to come for PAX? We're hanging out with Freddie. <laughs> like, I like, want it so bad. I, want it I can't. Bad. I can't. <laughs> like, you should do it. And then sure shit. Like, we just had a blast that entire fucking weekend. Like, I remember the second day, they're like, yo, you want to come to my parents' house and eat? And I was like, yeah, 100%. I'll go hang out with you, with your family. Got to meet Freddie's family. Are they all from Seattle? Yeah. Oh, they all live up there. And then uh, Jimmy, got to meet Jimmy, Freddie's younger brother, who's now like crushing the game and acting. Uh, and 
after that weekend, I remember it was like a month or two after they're like, Hey, do you want to move to LA and come work with us? I dropped it. Had they seen anything? At yeah. That point? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, that was when I actually got to quit personal training. So Jimmy invited me, it was Jimmy and Clint invited me to the MOGA business meeting which is a video game. Yeah. You guys did that commercial for MOGA. Yeah. And they hired us as a full-time video production team. And, uh, they, the guy, James, he seen, he was like, so do you do video like these guys? I was like, Oh yeah, I do. And I showed him videos. He's like, would you want a job here in, uh, in Seattle doing that? He's like, and quit personal training. (laughs) 1000%. I don't don't even care. And I didn't even have a resume at that point. He's like, just send your resume. I was like, well, I got to bullshit this thing. Google resume template. What does the resume look like? <laughs> yeah. You give me your resume. <laughs> yeah. Highlight, copy, paste, send it to them. And then I uh, got hired and then um, did that for a few months. Then Freddie and them offered me the job to move down south. And I immediately dropped everything. I was like, yep, I'm moving to LA. Went. And learned everything. Now, during that time is when, was it 2014, you guys were at the tail end of... Okay, so so all while this is happening, Matt has now first come to El Paso. We start the first string of videos. We start exploding in the military realm. You and I are still going back and forth. Like, wait, you're going to work for Freddie now? Like, I'm telling Matt... <laughs> My buddy Eli knows Freddie Wong. He's working for him now. Like, holy <laughs> shit, you're kidding me. Because again, like, all of us started on that channel. Yeah. Freddie W. Like, Matt. Andrew Kamer, Freddie W., me, Matt, you, Clint, everybody that's in this circle that is producing was just mind boggled by, by these channels in 2008, 2009. You know, like, like, we want to do this. This is what I, yeah, this is where I want to go. So then... 2014, you moved down to LA. We meet Evan. Yep. 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 And uh we all we we were in LA for something that year, 2014, because that's when you that, the movie, brought us to Range Christmas. 15. No, 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 no. You brought oh. us to the Christmas party the year prior. Were you doing the LA? Were you there to do something? You were doing something in LA. I thought it was Range it was 15 like, or we pre-production. The stuff. No, because that was a year prior. Okay. This yep. is when you guys were in the office across from uh, from West Coast Customs. Yep. And then you guys, I was like, hey, do you guys want to come to the Christmas party? And all of you were like, yep. <laughs> Jumping in, showed up. <laughs> I meet Freddie for the first time, and I had made that, that rocket jump video, the rocket jump fail video my last year in Herbert Field, and I had to show him. I'm like, if you've never seen this, this is, this is what I did. Like, I, you took a picture of him laughing at my phone and that was like my favorite picture for for (laughs) years to come uh and then i remember we sent you a box we sent you guys a box like march of 2014 with all the art 15 shirts yeah it's like sent us that eight by ten of everybody holding them up (laughs) and you're like yes you were tiny oh yeah that was a small that was a completely different eli at that time (laughs) i remember that christmas party was the best thing that was my first time meeting matt we were all downstairs discussing. Freddie walks by in the background, and your face was like, "Oh my god, that was Freddie Wong, guys! Did you see Freddie? Wong? Did you see Freddie Wong?" Jared like, like yeah. watches him. I was like, "Yeah, let's go meet him." <laughs> and then immediately, like, boom, beeline. Well, and, and how Freddie is too. It was like he hangs out with a little, with a little bit, disappears. We go upstairs because you're showing us like where they filmed the ball pit skit and everything like that. It's like blowing our minds because we've seen this this setting and so many different videos 
And when we went back downstairs, he was like, oh, you want to come outside and hang out with me and my brother? Yes. <laughs> 100%. And then after that, it was just, and then worked with them, worked with Corridor Digital, learned a bunch yeah, from both of them. the next time we came to LA, Evan was with me. You called Sam and Nico, asked him if Evan and I could go over there. So we went to the Corridor, to the, the famous fucking... Yep, you know, the warehouse. Yep. Four, I yep. think, yep. We met Sam and Nico, just chatted. I mean, at that time, we really didn't know, you know, we were Art 15, a t-shirt business. Evan had his ideas for Twist Rate and Ready Man and stuff like that. So it was just kind of like, like, hey, dude, love you guys' stuff, love what you're doing. And then it was, yeah, going back to L.A. for the movie. We we all go to the, the, uh, the premiere of Range 15, and you, me, and Freddie all sat together. We yep. got hammered before it. Oh, 100%. And we were with one of the guys from Napoleon Dynamite was on the <laughs> left, left side. Freddie's here. Like, <laughs> Life is at its peak at that Clint moment. Clint was in the movie. Yeah, Clint was in the movie. Because <laughs> you guys had us come down for that shot. Like You were like, yo, do you want to do this? I was like, Clint, let's go. Let's fucking knock this out. If you don't know, Eli's the one trying to pee and burn on the flag in range 15. That's, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> got to watch you guys do that. And then I did a few, VF- you guys hit me up and you're like, hey, we need oh, some VFX. No. Before that, rewind, when we had to deliver the final cut of the movie, the DCP, and the intro animation was sized incorrectly for the DCP, you had to stay up all night and fix oh, that yeah. because I had the drive with the whole project on it. You were the only person I knew with a computer that could do it. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'll knock this out. And it was like getting everything switched. And then I had to do the muzzle flashes for that one scene. Because there was none or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can knock this out real quick. Did all that. Did the outro and the intro or whatever, the the cards, and then uh, then the movie premiere. Yeah, handed over the drive, like, minutes before we owed the final draft. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. I completely forgot about that. Oh, dude. So then Black Rifle Coffee comes around, and we hit you up to do the the best part of Waking Up commercial. Yep. You're like, hey, that do was it. your first independent coffee piece that you ever did. Yeah, you were like, hey, do a cup, do a commercial, and I was like, okay. And then we had an idea, and then me, Gallagher, Denman went and filmed that, oh, and Stores was there too. So yeah. we all went, knocked that whole thing out, edited, it, got it done, kicked it to you guys, and you guys were like, do another. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Then you guys did the the sniper shot one, sniper shop one, and then from there I started doing. Uh, I did drunken debrief on my own, and we had that discussion because I remember I was like, "Hey, yeah, I got we were an- still in El Paso at the time, yeah, in the garage, because that's where we filmed drunken debrief with both me and Matt and, and Rocco." Yeah, and then I did the the Luke drunken debrief, and I kicked you the idea, and you were like, "Yeah, we thought about that too." Doing military stories is just a hard figuring out the concept for it, and I was like, "Okay." And then I filmed, edited it, and kicked you the final piece. I was like, there you go. And then you, Evan, everyone was like, what the fuck? Was it, is it good? And you're like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Well, I, that's when I called Donnie and said, sell this show to buy this show now. <laughs> you you have to have this for Vet TV. Like, so now we're looping Donnie in this. Oh, because there was at one point we had that Airbnb in L.A. where... Sam came over from Corridor Digital. Donnie came over oh, with, a, yes. with a with a little book. Yes. You filmed Evan's drunken debrief that we deleted. Burnt. <laughs> burnt to the ground. That thing got burnt. <laughs> but Donnie had a book. 
And the idea for Vet TV lived inside that book at that time. Yes. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> God, I forgot about that entire part of it. Because, yeah, we did that Airbnb, knocked out those. Because at that time, you were just independently trying to do Drunken Debrief for yep. for the um, for the, the T-shirt brand. That you yeah, Double Tap. Double Tap. Hence my name. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, knocked all those out. And then... We shot yours. One of my favorite things was before filming your drunken debrief, you wanted Freddie to play I'd you. Said, yeah, that was that would be the dream. Yes. <laughs> and I made that dream a reality. <laughs> it really is the coolest fucking thing in the planet. The filmmaker that you idolized and owe your entire career to gets to play me in a reenactment <laughs> on my story, which I love that story too. Like oh. and I remember Half the way that I did it was because I kept visualizing Freddie's bangs in his face. <laughs> yes. And I kept doing the... <laughs> Flipping it. And then Freddie, like a true artist, nailed it, knocked it out of the park oh, with his acting. So I was good. like... I can't thank him enough for that. You too. That was, that was the coolest. That's such a gift. Oh. Like, and, I, and, it, and it exists forever. I have it forever. <laughs> that, that was a lot of filming for three days with when those we guys. we finally do the... The, the six-part documentary for Netflix. You know, yeah. <laughs> the process. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that, about about how cool that is. It is it's an experience. And then being, I mean, even from my point, like being able to direct Freddie Wong was like. <laughs> You're like, wow. Like, and, and yeah, so then Donnie, I remember telling Donnie, like, yeah, your idea sounds amazing. Like, it sounds really hard. If you can get this off the ground. And and get it moving and it starts working. Call me and I will give you anything that you want. All my help. And then yeah, so him and I once Vet TV had launched, they did their crowdfund. They raised over three hundred fifty thousand dollars to start kicking it off. Then I was like, absolutely, dude, whatever you need. And he would just call me every few months, like, what ideas do you have? And then I was like, buy drunken debriefs from Eli. <laughs> you need this show. And then they funded the rest of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. They picked it up. They paid for it. They bought uh, three, nine, six, or nine episodes. And uh, and we had to film all nine episodes in three days. Oh, God. And I remember they were saying on average they do, it's like with two different teams, they would average 40 to 50 shots in a single day. Holy shit. Me doing solo without teams and my shot list, how I work, we did 70 shots each day <laughs> to knock out everything that I needed. And they were like, holy shit. I remember the best part was uh, we had the um, the script, uh, script uh-huh. supervisor. Yeah. And that the dude was like, what, what about this shot? Uh, what's this one? What What's this one? We need these in order. This isn't making any sense. I was like, no, it's good. It's good. I have my shot list. I'm just checking these off for what I need. He's like, no, the, the editor's not going to be able to do this. And I was like, I am the editor. He's like, what? I was like, I'm editing. I'm doing all of this. Yeah, He's like, uh, I'm, oh. I'm providing finished product. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I mean, okay, if, if you're good on that, then you do you, bro. And I was like, cool. <laughs> just running through that checklist of every shot right at this time while all this is going on matt and i get back from iraq yep for range 15 and we drive to salt lake and we're in the rented building and evan gives us that little side closet that we foam <laughs> completely up we call you because at that time you you were kind of just contracting for rocket jump then. yep like they had downsized you were you. I know exactly. You were working on a green orb. 
Yes. Oh, yep. When yep, yep, I yep. called you and said, get to Salt Lake. We're all moving here. <laughs> and I was like, done. And you show up and we're singing Charlie Sheen has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In I the forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> That was, and that's when we first started doing all our video well, games. Well, the, the first, the first, uh, the first few videos we filmed, we filmed, we were in that Airbnb. We filmed that one with the, with the body switch. Oh yeah. Body <laughs> switch with Heather. Oh with my Heather. God. Yes. We filmed that one with my, uh, my friends where I had the, the hourglass. <laughs> oh yeah. Turn- <laughs> That one got deleted. <laughs> and then we filmed the 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 gun in line at the movie theater. Oh, never, yeah. That, that never, never saw the light of the day. Never saw the light of the day. That's when you realize acting is pretty important uh, yeah, we in had a, a piece. We had a gun on a stick <laughs> just, that was just in, floating in just line right. at a movie theater. <laughs> it was getting talked because guns were dangerous at that point. Yeah, and then and then... The second week we shot How to Be an American one. Yep. And that just <laughs> full sin on like, that like one. Remember me, you, and Matt sitting in Evan's office then. He had that one couch and we had the whiteboard and we were just we we had this this list of like what 60 things that were like, oh, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? Topical, top like topical stuff that's going on in uh in we were at the same at time trying to build a set in the in the warehouse like, oh yeah the, the brcc set it was just like utter chaos and it was like everyone was just like adapting and it's like yeah, okay so there, was pivot. there was a half of a gym <laughs> there was there was that that chalkboard room and i <laughs> i filmed the uh with kit cope the or, or the rant i'm ranting at you about the uh the bridesmaids parties oh like, yes <laughs> holy god all the content because it was like from there then we got unicorn and then from unicorn it was just like more content yeah so so we were hopping airbnbs and then uh we finally found the big house which we've dubbed the unicorn ranch and initially it was me you heather matt and logan all living there right when again everybody was like one foot where they came from one foot in utah yeah like because that was wild because remember we had alex scarletos come visit it was like a halloween or something yeah everyone would go back and forth still at that point it's like i gotta go home for a week and then they go back and then be in salt lake for like three weeks at a time and it was that rotation because matt had the, the the big room Mm-hmm. <laughs> the master. I had the basement. <laughs> I had the one down at the end of the hallway. Drink, repeat, wake yes. up, come up with ideas, work out. Yeah, the giant uh kitchen table there, and everybody had their computers up there. Like we literally would just get shit faced and then start writing and like start shooting. We just would shoot, 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 shoot. Like Call party, Ben. Get in the backyard. Wear this farmer's outfit. All right, good. Go. Like, done and done. And yeah. then it was also like, and that was like the most cohesive uh, working with different people. That was like the first time it was like, for me, it was like stylistically direction. Everyone like worked yeah, together. Heather, Heather started the roommate skits with Logan. We were doing, you know, better decisions. Like, like everything was like starting to just. Ding, 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 it was an influencer we just, house. We didn't realize it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we discovered Brandon Rogers in the living room there. Yes. Oh, I yes, came, yes. I was yelling, hooting, and hollering. Everybody get in the living room. Granted, we have iPads and computers everywhere, but we all sat and watched my phone 
the first Brandon Rogers video we've ever discovered. And then it was like, we need to be friends with him. Yeah. And then and Jer- now we are Jared's little power of networking. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to meet this person somehow. And sure as shit. And he's going to be my roommate someday. Yeah. I, why do I live with everybody? I don't remember, Jared. <laughs> you had a house at that like, time? Like, really? Like, now that you start thinking about it, who haven't I lived with? <laughs> Literally everybody. <laughs> I live with you, Logan, Heather, fucking Brandon now, Dave. And, Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> and Jared's always had a, his own house at this point. Like Tommy. <laughs> and my, my spare house that I don't use because I live with everybody yeah, else. Like, no, I could go there and be alone. But well, Dave lived at Unicorn, too. Oh, yes, Dave. I forgot about that. Holy <laughs> shit. Everyone lived at Unicorn at one point. Charlie. Charlie would come out and visit. You met Charlie through just... I was harassing yeah, him you on harass- his Instagram lives. <laughs> Four nights in a row. Every time he went live, I would just harass Charlie with the most r- ridiculous shit. Like, hey, want to cover ourselves in meat and lick mustard off our faces? <laughs> and he'd finally be like, dude, dude, JT article, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, check your DMs, bro. <laughs> like... And the DM just says, we need to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who is this person? Okay. And then you were literally like, Charlie's coming out next week. And, and I was like, who? What? This guy named Charlie Classic. <laughs> and then he showed the video, like Charlie's big first video was that throwing the, the tampon back. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I've seen that video. And then Yeah, he was popular on Vine. He's a huge Viner. He's like yeah. one of the top ones. And then, God, that circle just continued to grow. Who don't we know at this moment? Uh, I mean, I told Brandon asked me that. He was like, what, you, what YouTubers are you missing? I said, paint. I would love to know paint, which Brandon knows him really, really well. So that's not too hard. And Raka Raka. Oh, Raka Raka would be fun. I mean, I think, I think we should. I think we could be good mentors to Raka Raka. Those dudes are like <laughs> absolute chaos on how they film. They like stylistically, they yeah, just the sent it. They've kind of like, I haven't seen, they kind of stopped their style, which I'm disappointed in. Like, what are they doing now? now? The, the last I checked up on them, they're vlogging and like doing more video game Twitch stuff. And it's like, dude, no, go back to what we love you for. Fucking violent McDonald's. Like <laughs> destroying your own fucking house. Yeah. Do that. Throwing people through walls and just fucking up everything. Like like dropping a car from a crane in your neighborhood. That's what we loved you for. Go back to it. They're like, but you know how much effort that takes I to guess, clean? Yeah, I guess that's what some people say. You guys need to make videos again. <laughs> that's what they mean. <laughs> Go back to why we loved you. Like, oh, it takes yeah. so much work and What's, the effort. Uh What's the video you're most proud of? Probably the Memorial Day video. Yeah. That one, like, I remember when we came up with that concept and I was like, I just shot list it. I was like, I need these shots. I I have a vision and I need this. And Matt, can you write a dope poem? And Matt did. He wrote that fucking poem and then we filmed it in two days. I remember. What did you shoot, shoot that on? Sony, didn't you? A7S3. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, or A7S2. Uh, that was the A7S2, and we filmed it. I remember editing that one that night after we got it filmed, and uh, I got I placed the temporary music to it with just a temporary line. Hit play, watched it, cried. I was like, oh, I made myself cry. Heather, come here. Hit play. She <laughs> cried. She's like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, okay, export sent to Matt. 
Matt FaceTime me. He's like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. P- poem, poem writing starting now. Knock that out of the park. And we finished that like four months before Memorial yeah. Day. So we it just done. set on it. It was fucking ready to go. And we were like, oh God. And I was just like that heart, heart wrenching one, which we never tried that style before where it's like, let's see yeah. if we can make people cry and have an emotional response. Cause comedy if people don't know this, filming comedy is technically one of the hardest things to do. You have to have timing, beats, fucking... Everything is a science with filming comedy. You can do horror. Horror is considered, like, one of the easiest you ones You can cover to do. everything with music in a horror, yeah, in a horror a, film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jump scare. <laughs> and, and that's it. And then doing whatever other ones. Crying is considered, like, making an emotional response is, like, number two. But, like, comedy is hard. But doing, it's like, okay, we have comedy in the back. And this is hard. People can't do this usually. Yeah. Let's do something emotional. Uh, yeah. And then we knocked that emotional piece out the park. And that thing crushed on Memorial Day. We're like, okay, good. Everyone cried. That was, <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if I have. I don't, I, I haven't shot mine yet. You're still waiting. Yeah, I I just don't. I, every every single one, I see every flaw. Like I would say, my my most favorite was the the every guy from Bro- Brooklyn one with Charlie. Oh, yeah, like just be, just because I just I I came up with the concept in the car with Charlie and I laughed so much about it. And then that was the first thing I shot with my Black Magic. So it was, I was like man, this looks so good. Like, even though now I'm like, oh, I really fucked up all those settings. <laughs> uh, hindsight 2020. I can, do, I can do that better. And, 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 you know, Jack and I have been kicking around going back to, you know, we're talking about doing a, a, a Vietnam sitcom that where it's essentially cheers, but just every character from cheers in Vietnam in a, in a patrol base. And I'm excited for that. I think that's going to, that's going to be funny. How far are you on that one? We're still like we just decided on it this weekend. We had a we were gonna try and do a Cheers parody in the bar here, but then we're like, dude, no, we have all this Vietnam gear. Let's go back. Let's 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 use it. Knock let's it dig. Out. Let's dig a pit in the in the yard and build a little patrol base. It'll be funny as shit. Like because we can then develop these characters and just make them ridiculous and have a good time. Bring it that. back. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I'm talking full '90s laugh track. Everything. Okay, you're going yes. back yeah. to like yeah. 90s stuff. We're style. going we're going to really push push the editing envelope on that one and I'm excited for that. And then you know, we're we're about to start this this new uh series for Coffee or Die that's still haven't decided on the title yet, but I'm not a pilot where I go and do like dirty jobs with aviation places. See that like, So it's planes. like dirty jobs with Yeah, but dope. It's, it's yeah, it's like these guys have this cool airplane. Let's fly it. Like <laughs> that's a really good idea like yeah we, we're, we're going down tomorrow to warbirds inc which is they've got a bunch of world war ii fighters and we're taking one up tomorrow see like that's a dope <laughs> idea because then you get the history of it yeah. and shooting that in a doc style or just like dirty jobs where it's like well, interesting stuff i was telling jake is i word has just gotten out that i'm starting this and i've already been contacted by three different uh, people that own crazy cool military aircraft by the end of this season we're going to be able to step our game up with the corridor boys because we're going to be able to just pick up the phone and call some guys with some fire <laughs> we can vfx that or we do the real thing yeah we do the because it looks so much like we have the vets versus sci-fi coming out and like it's that intro shot when you have like those two little birds flying side by side on the intro shot yeah 
people, you'll see what I'm talking about. It adds such a level of production to having like the actual equipment that people, how many people like YouTubers can be like, Hey, here's a jet. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried that with Rocka Rocka. I was like, here's a picture of the helicopter. <laughs> Come on down to El Paso. <laughs> we can do whatever you want. Uh, with it. Yeah. I think, I think when vets for sci-fi comes out, that's going to change a lot of perspectives. Um, because if there's one thing, and I don't know if the, if if everybody notices it, but I definitely do. You go back and you watch our stuff from four years ago and you watch it now. Like we've we've now leveled up, you know, surpassed SNL level like of quality. Oh yeah. You know, our 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 most recent the uh things veterans don't say or, or the veterans, yeah, you might be a veteran if it's like look at the quality of that, the production value, the shots, the color, the editing, the sound, like it, obviously we pay attention to this stuff. I don't know if the audience does, but <laughs> we'll see how much they pay. But yeah, as you're saying, it's like the, the quality and you can start seeing, seeing that shift like 2018, 19, 20. It's when we started doing like the home, uh, what criminal law abiding criminals, law abiding criminal. We did the, uh, Planet coming Earth. out conservative, yeah. coming out conservative Planet Earth, and then really, and then really stepped it up when we did. Can't believe we missed a shit music video. Like that was, gorgeous the whole thing was well thought out well written well well shot well colored well edited like um it's it's cool and so now you and matt run one side of the viral content division yep (laughs) (laughs) you got your crew over there you got me and jack on the community viral content division activating drinking bros the facebook groups and everything like that keeping it weird (laughs) on the left side you guys keep it uh, consumable. Yes, consumable. On the right side. You can say like, ah, here's a IG post from Eli or Matt. And then you go and, oh, here's an IG post from Jared and Jack. Shirtless, swinging axes at we two by fours. Jacks. That was for you. <laughs> I know. That is for you. You're just hitting two by fours. On that, that Not even trees. I know. Like, like I was like, Jack, I just want us hitting trash wood so it's not even like we're real lumberjacks we're just fucking swinging axes for no reason oh man let's be shirtless though in real short shorts yeah, it's like done and head done. vipers <laughs> eat a bunch of marshmallows so we look super fat i need that for my strength <laughs> i think i sent it yeah well i need to fucking upload that then make it part of the stream <laughs> the custom music <laughs> wood <laughs> on point no, yeah, it's it's interesting watching. I forget when we did that. It's like, okay, let's separate the different groups into like their respective teams and then let's build off of that. Well, we started realizing that it was just a lot of wasted time when there's seven of us all sitting in the same room, essentially saying the same thing, but all having the same ability, like sitting there with me, Logan, you, Matt, Gallagher, everybody in that room knows how to operate a camera and edit a finished piece themselves. So yeah. why are we all sitting in this room every week going, rub, 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 rub. We need to do this. We need to do this. We just, let's fucking go. Yeah. Call us when you want us to act, but we're going to be producing over here while you're producing over there and you're producing over there. Yeah. And then when we do big ones, it's like, let's, let's ideate on some comedy. And for the most part, what's nice about the group is like, uh, vet, if you're uh, what veteran roommates, 
Yeah, the last. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you might be a veteran if. Yeah, and like the second, those those are good points where it's like corridor help with that one. Jake did a phenomenal job, and we show up, and Jake's not used to our filming style, where it's like we have a script and we're like, nah, let's change it, let's write nah, these. No, nah, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, and then we just pivot so fast, and it still came, and we did that an entire day, and it still looked gorgeous, and now the jokes hit for the it's community. fast the edit is good everybody likes it the feedback was great and no other teams that's the rarity that's what jake loves seeing he's like i'm so not used to pivoting so quick and then you guys are so fast on You're coming up with so jokes used. well so that's what i'm focusing on now like after this weekend and like having a lot of long conversations with jack i realized like we've been stuck in these fake timelines for six years i was talking to evan about this today where it's like we're rushing on a timeline that doesn't exist. Yeah. It's like it's like we're all so guilty that we have to prove that we're working, that it's like, <laughs> no, we got we gotta get this out. We gotta get this out. Well, we ended up putting out things quick too quickly without going over them. I mean, that's where sci-fi is a perfect example of going, let's sit on this. Yeah. And now it looks fucking phenomenal. And when we go back to do the reshoots and and do our inserts, like this thing is gonna come together beautifully. Like so it's like now what I'm doing moving forward is I'm not going on this quick turnaround anymore. I want to like when we when we sit down and do this Vietnam thing out there, like I want to spend a week in the edit, not one day. We're so used to one, one day. day in the edit. No, has to be done right now. Have to get to color by nine o'clock so I could be rendering by midnight. Like, <laughs> You're like we don't have to do that. We don't at all. <laughs> I don't know why we do that to ourselves. We're so like that's. I came to this realization this weekend. I'm like, why? No one's ever like, when are you getting another video out? Like, especially if you put one out, that's really fucking good. Yeah, it's. I think the hard part is because our mindsets is like. I know, like after we did uh, the Halloween skit, the second one. Like you have Matt, who's super passionate. All of us are super passionate about editing too. So when you have that final, like it's filmed, it's done immediately. We did what, 15 or 17 hours that day yeah. for Halloween. And we filmed all of Halloween in a single day. In one day. And then we went back and started editing, editing immediately. <laughs> Even though we don't need to, it's like, let's stay up till 3 a.m. editing. Think, I think this year we need to do a serious Halloween piece. Ooh. Let's try it. Let's like try act- our hand at horror, like real horror. Like, no one's put anything out in a while, like even in Hollywood. Let's no. try. We have the location. We have the perfect Let's location. Let's turn that fucking ranch into a haunted place. Like that's fucking really scary. It's actually a really good idea. If we can just have like those little comedy beats mixed with like a true horror yeah, film. You have a couple. I mean, it's just like Scream. Scream yeah. was a traditional horror movie, but had the comedy in the it. Comedy just in small. Maybe the one that put the liver in the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. I heard he put the liver in the mailbox next to the spleen and the pancreas. See, that's that's going to be the next video for Halloween. I think I think we need to try it. I think we need to try our hand at something serious, like serious cinematic. Oh, 100 percent. Because a lot of people don't understand, like, the acting level, the acting chops on everyone. Like, Matt, you, everyone can pull out those characters that they need to. It's just, like, the direction, the director giving the direction and then walking it in. Like, I can't, like, Heather's a phenomenal actress. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, and uh, I'll attest to that. Like, since, you know, she has been off in her own division doing, doing the Bitter Barista and stuff like that, not not being together like like we all used to be and having to find different females for different roles i realized how fucking easy it is and how good she is because it's like 
to get somebody to sell certain things, you just can't. Yeah. And, you know, trying to pull good actresses out of a place like San Antonio, like kiss it goodbye. Roll the dice. Like maybe Austin. I don't know. Maybe I got to put an ad out, but to find really good female actors is it's hard. It's it's a rarity. And then Heather, like I remember I helped her with a piece not too long ago and she sent she sent me like an entire script, like script format. I was like, holy yeah, she's shit. Been writing. Yeah. And I was like, you did this? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I know how to, I was like, done and done. I was like, I can direct the shit out of this thing. I was like, <laughs> got the script. Now I know the shots. Let's knock it out. Done. And you're like, okay, Heather, kudos to you. You are stepping up your game. You're crushing the content world. I mean, what's something, what's something that you want to do? We're getting into this realm now where we, we have the budget to, you know, if you have a pitch, you can pitch now. I know, dude. It's, it's like, I, I feel guilty because it's like, wait, I've worked forever to get to this point to make what I want to make. And now I can't think of anything I want to make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 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 Evan said that once to me today. I've never said no. I go, fuck, you're right. I've never asked either. <laughs> like, like, this falls on. Like, yeah, this is on me now. Yeah. I, need to, I need to write something. Uh... <laughs> well, we're working on that. Um... Like Matt and I are working on that big uh, movie, the the horror, music, the music movie. Yeah, the mu. It's like a it's a movie. If you guys have ever watched um, Baby Driver or Turbo Kid, yeah, it's it's driven off it. the music. So all the scenes are driven off the music, which is really fun. And then um, it's a mix between that and a couple of my favorite directors. Like I always take notes. I'm like, okay, I want to add this element, this element, this element. But I wanted to do a full serious piece well like serious comedy horror style yeah but like a movie push, movie push like that's a thing is that's and that's kind of was getting at about taking our time now let's push our fucking skills again because we haven't done that in a while like, no we've, we've got better equipment now and we've we've jumped up in quality of look and stuff like that but now let's now let's really fucking challenge like, yeah that's why i love like vets versus uh sci-fi the one that's coming out because i was like one of the that's first astonish so many people Dude, because we actually had like crew. We had the Drinking Bros come out to play zombies. We had makeup. We had everyone. And we did it ourselves. Point, and we <laughs> did it ourselves. We set up the shots. It's looking beautiful. The VFX are coming along phenomenal. The edits there, like, and now I was doing sound design, doing foliage, doing all the little parts. And again, this is done with just us. Yeah. This was not hired out, this is not Hollywood. This is this is where we're at. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, let's keep going because the space is open. Yeah. Like, I'm not seeing anything getting put out. Like I it kind of sucks at that point. I'm really looking. Where's our where are our military filmmakers at? What what where, happened? They to go? All the, yeah, where did all of them go? <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Cause I haven't seen anytime anybody sends me anything, I watch it. Because I'm <laughs> always looking for who's next. Who's doing good shit out there? I, I, I want to see it. I'm a lot of people, legitimate. a lot of people, I think, just fell off or just got too consumed with it or didn't have the true passion for like what it was. Yeah. And it's that change. It's that pivot. It's like understanding. I think Black Rifle, the crew has a really good. It, you can kind of rehash the same jokes, but it's also staying topical and then pivoting. It's almost like the South Park crew where you're just like adapting. You're becoming better. You're not stuck in one little demo. You're like, no, let's try something new. Let's up this. Let's do this. Let's watch Key and Pill. Let's see how they're sketch. Okay, we can, we, you can make a sketch comedy about one joke and it will pay off and be like, done. 
And I don't think a lot of people did that. They just stuck with one thing and then they fell out of the grid or they got burned yeah. out because no, I of it. That. Yeah. I mean, we both have friends that weren't seeing the views that they wanted and just folded. Like, yeah. These people don't get my art. Adapt your art. We have to. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's this it, video making is the same thing as it is trying to become a musician. You play covers to get people to listen to you. And then once you get people to listen to you, you get them to listen to your original music. And then you built a fan at that point. We have to, you have to open your, your scope up to topical and relatable comedy that people go, Oh, that's so me and this person. That's so me and my friend, blah, 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 blah. And then we can slowly move them once we've earned them into shit that we want to create that isn't so cliche or, you know, seems, seems too pop culture. Exactly. And this is like the funnest part. And I learned from you guys was the most was doing relevant content. Cause I remember I was like looking back at old stuff and I was like, it was never relevant. It was fun. I had a good time. And then I never put that together where it's like, okay, I need to stay relevant. And then working with you guys, it was like, relevant comedy what's going on in the world let's do stuff about that military humor society whatever it is and it's like okay that's where the views are let's and then in between that. all this you've got things like your guys' show oh yeah was, <laughs> i forgot about that was that. on history channel <laughs> yeah. but when you're sitting on a set for however many weeks you guys are doing that for 13 weeks like you get to learn more and more and more so at the same time that we're all doing this this behind the scenes work we're all personalities too. <laughs> yes that's what people don't understand it's like this is yeah, going on dates and shit like that they're like what do you do i'm like i don't fucking know just everything pick a week and then i'll tell you what what i'm doing that week you know i just finished announcing a sports event i never thought i would do that no, you, you singing the star spangled band or at a sport event it's like jt does everything what is this what it's like oh yeah it's like becoming a personality that again was your guys like main thing like no work on it I was like, okay I'll get out there do that personality thing and i will say like the tv show really helped facilitate that because like reality show you live in front of the camera yeah. you get comfortable as hell in front of that camera and that made me where i am today where i'm like okay yep this is good. And then like IG, you were the one that made me start posting more on IG. You were like, no, dude, build your IG, bro. It, and it, because it leads to income, it leads to, to, you know, at, a, at any given point, we all have stages and that's how I look at this. This is a stage and, and my stage has over a hundred thousand people in the audience. And it's like, I get to perform for you whenever I feel like, and with whatever idea I have, and then I get to read your feedback. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> My stage is bigger than the hometown I grew up in by like five times. times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on in my life? Oh, I was talking to Brandon about that. I'm like, you know, people get hung up on the numbers sometimes, but when you put it into retrospect of like, what stadium can hold that? Brandon's at 1.4 million followers. Like, if there isn't a stadium in the world that can hold And that's just his IG? Yeah, that's just his IG. <laughs> Six and a half million subscribers on YouTube. What stadium? That's, that's, that's a, a city. That can hold that. That's a city just being like, you're <laughs> Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, shoulder to shoulder. You you take up all of Rhode Island. Like, you're, now do you feel better? Uh, actually, kind of feel better. Yeah. You're doing fine, Brandon. <laughs> we fell that because we are, it's a numbers game. And you have to realize it's stepping back. I know. 
where it's like, fuck, this video only got a million views. Yeah. What, what did we do? What did we do? It only got 19,000 shares. <laughs> yeah. God, like, we fucked up. Like, we need to... We need to step back and realize that's actually pretty decent right now. That's pretty okay. Oh, man. Well, it's been, I told Evan today, I'm like, eh, I probably got another year and a half, two years of this. And then I just want to have my pilot's license and be his private pilot. So <laughs> I'm like, I'll buy a plane, keep it at Bernie, and call me when you want to go places. Yeah. And I'll just be like, mirror, mirror. <laughs> That you quit fun. social media for that. Yeah. Yeah, JT is just a pilot now. He's just a pilot. Just He's a happy though. Pilot photos. <laughs> <laughs> him just dancing to Taylor Swift by himself <laughs> in an airplane. That's all his content is now. Okay. <laughs> well, this was great. We got we got into the weeds and relived the last few years. God dang. Pretty crazy. That is a process now that you look back at it. So everyone, just remember network. Yeah. <laughs> You don't stub your toe and wake up on on the team either. Like it's it's constant, you know, constant engagement, constant communication of okay, you know, when the time is right too. I mean, how many times were we like, fuck, dude, move to El Paso? Oh, but you got the job with Rocket Jump, and it was like, but you'll do so much. You'll you'll be doing what you want over here a little bit more. Like, but you got all your experience that you got at Rocket Jump, and then finally fell into this when it was perfectly, you know, when when the company was able to bring you in and yeah. it was like, okay, now here we are. Now we're good to go. Yeah. It's doing, it's always bettering yourself and uh, never quitting. If you have a dream, just chase that motherfucker. Don't people, I'm sure you were the same. You were still in the military at the time, but at the end of the day, in the evenings, on the weekends, watching you Andrew Kramer and filming. Yeah. You were doing the process, <laughs> not making an excuse of like, oh, well, I just worked until uh, 5 p.m. Yeah, I'm tired. I don't want to do it today. No. Uh, where can all these listeners find you at if they don't already know who you are? Oh, on Instagram or Twitch, Eli underscore double tap. I'm, I'm yeah. And what are your days you. that you're streaming live? You know, Ooh, what Matt and I go live Monday, Wednesday and Friday and sometimes Sundays, d- yeah. depending on how exhausted we are. So if you if you want to peer into their their gaming <laughs> life, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, twitch.tv backslash Eli double tap. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Free Range American. 